friends, welcome back to episode three of Les Beans. My name is Tara, co-host of this wonderful podcast. I'm here with our co-host Chan. Hey everybody, this is Chan, co-host of Les Beans. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. We are super excited because we have our first guest host with us today. We have April Ooh. here with us. Hey team, hey. My name's April. <laughs> Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, April. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> so, April, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I am, amongst many things, a great friend. So, we'll start there. Oh, Super I like excited that. excited to be a part of your team. Uh, I am a wife. Uh, with an amazing, we, let's just start a very hot wife. Can we cheers to that? <laughs> cheers to Dee! A mother to two amazing teenagers, a uh, local entrepreneur, and a nurse. Yeah, that's what I do. Yes, April is, is one of many things, but an awesome human is one of them. That's for sure. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to get to know you, April, because I haven't met you before, so. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I've, I've known April myself for a couple years now. She um, is married to my good friend, Dee. They just got married back in uh, October already. Gosh. I know. I can um, tell you how many days. It's how to spend. It's like 117 <laughs> days. Don't judge me. Uh, no, they had a gorgeous wedding that I got to be a part of, and it was awesome. And, um, yeah, so I'm very excited to have April with us, and uh, we today are going to talk about our coming out journeys. Um, and not only are we going to talk through, um, obviously, to whatever extent that we're comfortable, but we're going to talk about our coming out experiences to our um, how it was for us, for our friends and family. But also, I thought it'd be unique for us to also share how is it that we came out to ourselves? Like, when did we discover... Um, you know, when we had an attraction to, to females, cause it's, you know, it's one thing to come out to friends and family, but it's also another thing to come out to yourself and be honest, you know, with, with that. Um, so I don't know who wants to go first. All right. I, I guess I'll, I'll go get it out of the way here. It's fun yeah. conversation. <laughs> um, so I guess from a very, very young age, I knew that I was attracted to girls, right? Like, I just remember, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm excited to see, like, my friend at school, you know, like, I I, I had a crush on my friend at school, obviously. Um, How old were you? Do you remember? I mean, quite honestly, before I even started, like, preschool, I feel like, like, I just was excited, more excited to, to like, even though I didn't like to play with girl things, I was excited to, like, like, play with more so with like girls rather than like you know the boys like it, it wasn't like the same level of excitement it was like clearly I had butterflies I was crushing you know like ooh, she's chasing me in the playground <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so at a, at a very young age I think I knew however uh you know I come from a culture where it's not really accepted right in terms of being gay in a family that's also uh, not as supportive. They have more so in recent times, but when I was growing up, it was like a like an embarrassing thing to be gay. So I knew to hide more about you know myself in that way. And I I guess you know I think I told you the other day, but I really didn't uh, come out to my parents, and I certainly wasn't comfortable with it until I was twenty two. 
you know, mm-hmm. I waited till I had graduated from college, right, you know, away from them financially, so that I was on my own two feet. Um, so I waited quite a bit more so than others. And quite frankly, I just wasn't even sure myself, you know, I wasn't comfortable with who I was. And so it took a lot of being on my own as well to come to terms with the fact that, you know, I am gay, because at first I came out as bisexual. To me, that was like a, a safer space to say, oh, yeah, I'm attracted to both. But deep down, I knew that I I was happiest with a girl, you know, so uh, it was interesting. You know, the time I chose to come out, I was actually uh, casually seeing this girl that I was, this is when I was living in Minneapolis. I was casually seeing this girl and she was in the closet. I saw the impact of her, what, you know, that she had in terms of being in the closet with her ex-girlfriend because she was, she had a girlfriend at the time that she was kind of on and off with. And I just kind of decided, you know, I think it's important that I, you know, bite the bullet, like, you know, man up, if you will, rip off the bandaid, tell my parents, because I would never want them to ever blame a girl that I loved or to say that that girl caused it. You know, I don't want her to go through all of that. We already have so much to deal with as a couple. That is like the last thing I want to add on. Yeah. So at 22 or 23, I can't quite remember. I told my parents, you know, that I was gay and they didn't receive it very well. You know, they didn't talk to me for a few years. They disowned me. Um, and it took a family member passing away for them to, you know, uh, you know, allow me to come back into their lives again because I had found out and then I'd messaged my mom and said, I'm going to come visit you. At this point, they were living in another state. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't regret, you know, at all coming out, obviously. You know, I love living my authentic self. And I feel like there's a, a sense of, I don't know, empowerment when you can be who you really want to be without, you know, being afraid that somebody might see you, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, like this, we're past that point now. That's something that we dealt with our younger years. So, yeah. Um, now, when you came out to your parents, d- did you do that in person or was it over the phone or what was that experience? Yeah, it was over the phone. And I just I very have this vivid memory. It was in August. And I was walking around in downtown Minneapolis at a park. And mm-hmm. I had decided that, okay, today's gonna be the day I have to tell them. And what you know, feelings like what did you feel that day? Like what was going fear, through your mind? Fear. When I said, Mom, I have to tell you something. She's like, No, you don't. Because she, like she knew, like when, oh my god, when like you know, what I, you know mm. what I mean. Like when you say, I have, mm. to, I never had that conversation with my mom about anything. And so the minute I said, like, Mom, I need to tell you something, she just knew, and she's like, I don't want to hear it. She's like, No, no. And I'm like, I can't help it. I am who I am. If I'm in a relationship, I don't want to hide it from the world. I don't want to hide anymore. You know. Yeah. And so. Yeah, she just didn't accept it. And then basically, you know, uh, my dad was like, don't call us anymore for a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And so what was it like for you? So you mentioned that it took a family member passing away for you to be able to kind of go back and, uh, you know, talk with your parents. Did you ever get an opportunity to really talk through everything with them? Or was it just still kind of one of those things where they don't like to talk about it? Or Yeah, and, you know, they are very much, uh, let's sweep it under the rug, you know. Let's pretend that's not their kind of thing. And we still don't talk about it. You know, I think there are moments where I remind my mom that I like women. That this is the life I'm choosing, that I'm not less than, you know, but it's still something that she is not comfortable talking about, nor does she have a desire to. 
But at some point in time, when I do find myself in a committed relationship, you know, she has to embrace it more, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, you know, I, it's not fair to my wife that she's being treated, you know, a certain way, or she's uncomfortable because my mom isn't accepting of us. So, you know, it, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But there's yeah. definitely a lot of cultural challenges, which I imagine a lot of families have. Yeah, I mean, and I I know that was one thing I found unique about your story is that, you know, your coming out experience was definitely is very culturally driven, just because of, you know, the foundations that, you know, your family has and their values and whatnot. So I know that, you know, your experience was definitely not and still is not easy, because I mean, you know, the relationship between you and your family is still, you know, somewhat strained because of it. Right. Yeah, it's and it's the older relatives that there's a, a a tough time. I wouldn't say older, you know, because I think one of my aunts definitely knows I'm gay, but for the most part, my immediate family doesn't all know. My cousins all know that I'm close to, and they're very accepting, very open about it. You know, they joke that, you know, I I I want someone that is like very spicy. <laughs> like, oh no, you <laughs> like it like that? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> so, and and how old yeah. are your cousins? They're all around my age, so all okay. in their uh, either late twenties to early mid thirties. Okay. Yeah, so we all grew up together. Uh, you know, I didn't have siblings growing up, obviously, and so these are the folks that I was super close to. So uh, they're very much open and accepting about it. They don't care. It's more so, you know, I think thinking about it, my mom's generation probably that's a little bit harder for me to like. Uh, I think be a hundred percent honest or even feel comfortable talking about it the way that I do with my cousins. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And how about like when you how how did your friends take it? So when you came out to them, I mean, did you come out to your friends before, you know, oh, yeah, before my mom? Oh, yeah. So I came out to my friends. No, actually, I came out to them when I was 21, I think. And I came out as bi, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The funny thing is, one of my friends, boyfriends, we were drinking together one night, he just looks at me and he's like, Are you gay? And at this point, I (laughs) never said anything to him. Fucking Steven. I'm like, can you tell like it's like is it, like, <laughs> is it my shirt is it like, obvious does it say it somewhere does it is this does this shirt make me look gay <laughs> <laughs> but like I'll never forget it he just looked at me like with this like serious face like are you gay and I was like, he's gay too and so oh. I was like I'm like yeah I you know I am but I'm bisexual you know and I'm like shut your ass up you're bisexual you want no dick near you <laughs> took me until I was 22 when I'd moved away and felt more comfortable because I had friends at the time that were telling me that like I had to look a certain way you know if I wanted to get a girlfriend um you know these were gay gay men so you know I'm sure they had their own views but like I'm glad I didn't listen and I'm glad I moved away because I became way more comfortable with my style with myself so that I wasn't you know trying to fit this box of what someone said I should look like yeah and I know like that can be something that kind of there's like a stigma that follows you know people around um yeah in the the gay community or I should say LGBTQ plus but Mm -hmm. um yeah there's always like stigmas and roles and labels and this and that you should look this way you should act this way this is and I'm just like I'm so glad I didn't listen to you because you can't tell me I should be a certain way that's the only way to get someone there's like how many billion people in the world you know yeah. There's going to be someone that's going to love you for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was there a particular, um, so going back, you know, back in the day, was there a particular girl or experience that where you just, you, you freaking knew? <laughs> um, I guess I would have to say my, my first love. Um, I, you know, out of respect for this person, I'm not going to say who they are or at what age I'd met them. But yes, I did. Her and I were friends. Um, you know, she helped me a lot when it came to like schoolwork and things. And so naturally we just kind of grew closer. Right. And this is when I kind of realized what I liked. Right. Because I loved a girl that was smart. I loved a girl that was witty. You know, I need that, that banter. Um, and also somebody that, that, cares about other people you know in the sense of you know learning to volunteer together you know like that was like something we did quite a bit and so that's where I think those kind of values kind of shaped up for me of what I really liked interesting but she was a bitch though so I'm glad that didn't work out (laughs) well you know the spicy part came out (laughs) (laughs) yeah spice oh the spice the spice okay well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I know that, you know, with your experience, like I was kind of saying earlier with the culture that your family has and that dynamic, I know that, you know, I know if people can find relevancy in that even still to this day, even though that whole like this whole world is definitely way more accepting and open than it used to be. I know that for sure. But still, like, there's still a lot of things that impact you know, our experiences. hundred percent. And you know, the thing is, it's like, I know that a lot of people are afraid of losing their families, but you know, you may lose people, but don't forget that you will also build back up again. And so through my experience of, uh, you know, my, my parents kind of cutting me out of their lives, I grew closer to cousins. I, you know, developed like a whole friend family, you know, which Mm -hmm. is to me just as special as, as unique, right? Because if I was just so you know, into my family alone, I never would have met you guys, you know, never would have seen how accepting families could be of different uh, sexual orientations and and relationships, you know, and so I don't know, I think there's a a plus to everything. Yeah, and I almost wonder too, man, I don't know if you ever thought about it this way, but I wonder if that's what's kind of driven you to be so independent in a way to where you are able to so freely like go travel and live in different places of the world because you you know, and I don't want to say this in a bad way, but, you know, because you're not so attached necessarily to your familial base. Yeah, um, yeah, that's for sure. I, mean, I know for me, like, I have a good relationship with, like, my dad and my stepmom, and it'd be incredibly hard for me to, like, move away from home. I mean, I and that's the thing, like, I have a few times, but I always, Absolutely. I feel this, like, draw back home just because I mm-hmm. do have a solid foundation, you know, with, with a good chunk of my family. So, but for you, though, like, I find... I think so highly of like your independence in that regard (laughs) because you're able to go out and explore and experience and live different ways. And I've always thought that was incredibly inspiring. So I wonder if maybe in a a way that because of your experience that it's kind of helped shaped, you know, your ability to go out and do things like that. You know, on some level, I wouldn't doubt it at all. You know, I'm sure that has largely contributed to it because I've had to be more comfortable, you know, having move away and being on my own two feet because my parents were not, were never the coddling type, right? Mm-hmm. So even, yeah, but like I never moved away from like home until I was 22, you know, and I really didn't travel much. And so I feel like I, I think of these opportunities as traveling opportunities whenever I have to move for work because it's not permanent. So it's like an adventure at some point in time, I feel like I will need to settle down. And the unfortunate thing is I don't really feel like I have a home base anywhere. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe 
wherever it is I end up next will start to feel more like home and then that's where I want to set roots yeah yeah definitely I'm just curious to see where that might be for you my friend I don't know man I'm like Katy Perry's plastic bag just drifting (laughs) through the wind (laughs) I mean I wouldn't be mad if you came back to to Arizona or close by I'm just just throwing that out there oh yeah for sure for sure all right who's gonna go next who's gonna share their coming out story all right. All right. I'm going to dive in. Go Although, for it. Let's Woo-hoo. hear April's story. Although, where are we, what are we at? Year 2022? Yeah. Is that where we're at? Yeah. That's where we're so, at. Yep. January 9th, 2022. What was I? I don't know. 35. I'm 37 now. Um, so, this is 2020. This 2020. Oh, so just two years ago. Okay. Believe okay. it. Believe it. So, this is one of those moments where you're like, uh, you know, where am I out of my life? Is this the right decision? Um, Dee and I had been together for, I don't know, maybe I want to say we'd known each other for at least a year at this point. Um, and I looked across the room and I was like, I'm going to marry this person. Oh. And so the only fair thing then was to get a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, um, acknowledge that I was going to need some support. Um, and, and making that decision. And number two, um, making that decision and not taking the person that I was with through kind of the torrential, you know, life shifting things that were going to have to happen because mm-hmm. my coming out party wasn't her responsibility. And that's a whole nother episode. Wait, wait. So you <laughs> didn't come out until you met D? I did not come out until I proposed to my wife. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So here's why. Here's why. Okay. Let me share this with you. Okay. Um, I was really stuck on the, you say gay, you say lesbian, you say queer. I was struggling to say those words because it was really, um, I really didn't want to be defined by them. Yeah. I didn't want to be, oh, this is my gay, my gay coworker, April, or, mm-hmm. oh, this is my lesbian. This is my sister. lesbian coworker. Yeah. I, I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to be intuitively and uniquely me. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of years battling that. Um, I have two amazing children from a previous relationship and in that previous relationship even that person looked at me who loved me deeply and said I I know who you really are and it's okay to be that person Mm. and that was one of the most impactful things even looking back no matter how much we hate our exes right (laughs) I still even when you have to co-parent with them um, I still forever remember that moment because it was valuable and, uh, you know, I, I can look back as far as you could, you know, elementary school mm-hmm. and, and having somebody that I really, I really liked, but I couldn't understand why I liked them more than I should or well why it was reciprocated. Yeah. Or why those, like, what are those feelings to begin with? Cause nobody why, ever why talked about that right now. What is yeah. going on? Why or am like, I so excited? She hugged me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, allowed to have a sleepover with her. This is cool. <laughs> Cool. Um, and then, you know, for years to come after that, years to come, it was there was relationship after relationship, um, all of which ones that I put myself in that were either dead wrong, visibly mm-hmm. dead wrong to even even the people around me. April, what are you doing? Ew, April. Or ones where there were people I genuinely cared about and genuinely loved as friends. And 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 I could connect with them. So I was like, this is right. We connect. We connect but it still wasn't right. Like I still couldn't make that intimate connection. Hey April, I'm kind of curious. uh, Yeah. Question. Did you ever think about the kind of partner that would really complement your life at that point in time? 
like, hey, these are the, these are the attributes that would be really meaningful to me. These are the behaviors that would really make me feel happy as a partner, you know? You know, the funny thing is I did. And so I spent all of these years walking in and out of these relationships and it took walking into a room one time and saying, okay, you're worth it all. Mm. You're worth blowing it all up. <laughs> and um, both professionally have been very successful and grateful and very Pentecostal, raised so Christian that my heart could could bleed for Jesus himself. <laughs> but a did, friend... you, did you struggle with that, April, with the faith that you have? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I came out to somebody who loved me dearly, who told me that I was taking my children and myself down a rabbit hole that we couldn't come back from. And I was Ooh, ruining yeah. myself for generations to come. Jeez, and, that and is heavy. I, I empathetically said, you're right. I hear you. You know, I, I mm. love you. I hear you. And I understand your feelings. And I've spent a lot of time saying, you know, if you're not wrong. You know, I from what I've grown up learning that, you know, recently a friend said to me, as I was just going to say, and I, I will honestly, without him even realizing this, I will probably value this for the rest of my life. He said, Jesus ate with sinners. So we sat at the table and ate with sinners. And so because of how you deal with your own cultural, you know, mm -hmm. issues. And, and for me, a lot of this is very religiously based. Um, it was a huge struggle for me. And it's a huge struggle for the people that I love dearly. My mom was my best friend. And this was the hardest thing and probably the most hurtful thing I've ever done to her. Yeah. And so that was hard. But I did. I walked into an eighth grade graduation and lo and behold, there was a person across the room and I felt the feeling I'd never felt before. And I was like, oh, man, there it is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's missing. <laughs> you don't know yet. So nice to meet you. And she says, I'm in a relationship. And I was like, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> when it doesn't work out, call me. <laughs> but yeah, I remember... Yeah. I remember that day coming out and, and telling people, but the, the, I think the first person that I told uh, was my brother and my brother's a three purple heart Marine. He's a big, mar he's a big meathead mm -hmm. and all inclusive, but he was, he was, and probably forever will be, even as, even as we grow apart and come back together, we'll always be my confidant, my best friend. Yeah. I'm the oldest of six. And so oh. there was a lot of coming out to be had. Um, but <laughs> That's a lot of people to tell. Hopefully. Christina and, and my brother, um, Stephen, were the two people that I was worried about. And they were like, live your life. Like, yeah. just live your life. And I'm like, okay. And then I had these other hurdles. It was my, my two closest siblings. Then it was um, my mom, which we still haven't. Um, we don't talk about, but mm -hmm. it's, it exists. Um, and that's okay. Like I, it, you know, my therapist is like, it is not okay. But, <laughs> but to me, it is okay because we have to, within the realm, even with what I do for a living again. elder care, you have to respect where people are and where they're at in their own space. Um, and so I've carefully come to acknowledge as long as I'm not harming you and you're not harming me, then it's okay for you to feel some sort of way. It is not my job to change your heart. Your heart is your heart. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, like I, I telling my best friend was really hard. And I think she looked at me and she was like, I what's wrong with you? 
I'm like, well, you're Catholic and I love you and I love your mom and I love your grandma. And I'm like, I just don't want to be shunned by these people that I feel like sometimes your friends are the only people you got, you know, mm-hmm. outside of your closest siblings. Cause you can't get rid of them no matter how hard you try. Like they, they're <laughs> more blood, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Telling my best friend and she just looked at me like, what is wrong with you? And not only she's like the most amazing person I've ever met and has strong feelings you know, in certain directions. But I feel that not that people have made an exception for me. But what I have acknowledged is that the people in my life have learned quite a bit from my relationship. Mm -hmm. And that it's not just that love is love, but that I, I can identify as lesbian, I can't identify as just gay or just 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 like, Mm -hmm. if you line up the people that I've been with in my life, I have loved each one of these people. And a very, I wasn't in a heterosexual relationship and not, I didn't care for that person. I cared for them deeply. I've, I've just been a person who has always loved people. And I can just, you know, that day when I walked into that room and saw Danielle, I, I just knew that I could lose everything and she'd still be there, you know? Yeah, I, I have always valued your outlook on, on that piece because I... I've always struggled myself with the whole label um, thing. I feel like my perception of labels just in general is I feel like as a society, um, that's just what kind of gets us by. Like that's what makes people comfortable is being able to slap a sticker on something and say, this is black, this is white, this is this, this is that. Oh, you're lesbian, you're bisexual, you're gay, you're this, you're that. People need to define things. You know, they have to put a label on something. Just to make themselves feel better about it. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know what, it's it's your life. You do what you want with it. You're not harming anybody. You're choosing to love someone, you know, in in Mm -hmm. the best capacity that you can. Who gives a shit, you know, if you were married to a man before Mm -hmm. or if you're married to a woman now? Like, I, you know... (sighs) I don't know. I know. I, and that, but that's the thing that you, you love who you love. And that's, that's that. I mean, you struggle. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, my thing is, is, and I'll get to my story here in a minute. Um, I mean, I just, I, I can imagine that for somebody that has been married to a man before and is now married to a woman, like it's hard enough to decipher your feelings as it is, but then you have to battle everybody else's perception it's, of you. It's consistently judging you. Yeah. I say, yeah. I've learned to make a fun joke out of it, but the one thing I will always stand firm on is, um, you know, I, I value the sanctity of marriage um, being raised the way that I was. My grandpa was a Baptist preacher. You know, I, I don't have some radical backstory, but what I can say is love is love. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't have some horrible upbringing or some, you know, I, but I, I've had to battle yet still, even in my both personal and professional lives, you know, dated, you know, you know, comes up weekly. This isn't like, a, this isn't a conversation for me that comes up once every three months where you're like, oh yeah, I married, I married Dave and Dave, yep, we met at a bar, it's fine, whatever. Like, <laughs> people are like, why'd you marry that guy? Like, no, for me, it's, it's weekly. Like this is every couple of days, whether it's- Like, oh, when did you know you were gay? Like, when did it happen? Like, you well, know. And I'm like, well, I, I liked a girl when I was in elementary school and I, and what people think, <laughs> just because I chose to come yeah. out publicly January 9th, 2020, because I literally had to social media blast it. Hey guys, here we are, I love you. You either love me or you don't. You either respect or you don't. You don't mm-hmm. have to like it. Just, I don't want to hear you don't like it. Give right. it to yourself. But, you know, I, I look back on that moment and I'm just, you know, I, 
you know, I, I shouldn't have to completely redefine why my why every even weekly. And so rather yeah. than getting upset, and I've learned this from Danielle, which is such a beautiful, a beautiful thing. We even on even the neighborhood we live in are the people across the street. We hey, Danielle says, I'll go running with you. I'll go running. The neighbor says to her, well, and, and she teaches a Bible, a Bible school and our son unbelievably interested. She says, well, you know, can our son join? And she says, well, are you guys sisters? Whoa, are you and serious? Danielle and, and Danielle says, well, well, no, that's my wife. And she goes, well, then no, you can't join. And, and what I love about her, and this is something that oh. she teaches me over and Jeez. over again, is this level of humility and, and just to be humble. She said to her, she's okay. And she just, she, she pet her dog and she continued her conversation and asked her about running and came inside. And I wanted to serve her up, uh, you know, a pie of dog shit. It was like, mm -hmm. how dare you talk to my family? Like I got protective yeah. and put the walls up. But Danielle says that will, that will only continue somebody's hate. Yeah. You know, you literally meet somebody, not where they're at. You show them how you want to be treated. So we don't acknowledge that level. We teach our kids to be kind, kind and all encompassing and welcoming. Yeah. And just to understand that, you know, my son's like, well, you know, I, I like girls. It's like, that's great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy for you, son. Um, the important thing is, is just to know that whatever, who you love is, is, is all that matters. Really. Yeah. And this is the thing. I think as those of the LGBT community, we're always going to come out to people. Whenever you start a new job, <sighs> right. whenever you meet new people, everywhere you go, you will always have to come out to people. You know, it's not like yeah. you're straight. People just assume you're straight. You know, they when you're with someone, the immediate question is, are these two just, you know, hipsters? Are they like, are, or yeah. are they together? You know, Which I have this really. I have this really interesting conversation, speaking even professionally with a marketing coach. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, April, and she's wonderful. I could say her name's Megan. I'd say it 10 times, to, you know, till Sunday. She is wonderful. And she said to me, you can be wildly successful, but you aren't telling who you really are. And I was reluctant to say my wife. Mm -hmm. I was reluctant to say because I I was worried what that would do or affect personally and professionally. I, I don't yeah. I don't want that. So I, I am very um, careful with mm -hmm. my uh, relationship working in the healthcare and working in elder care um, because I, I want to be respectful of my elders and people who aren't in the same position. But, but like said, look at us though. Like we yeah. have to like filter who we are to people in the world. Like who else outside of those yeah. that are in these communities if you will right that have to hide who they are when they True. meet someone as like oh i'm do i'm I, i'm being respectful of you so, so my marketing coach megan on a professional level told me that you could be some you can be somebody april you can be somebody um but you have to choose who you're going to be because at this point you are closeting you're hiding all of these beautiful things about yourself and what you're passionate about so if somebody asks you about your family and you're in a setting and you're talking to somebody, what do you say? And they told her, well, I, I use they, I use them. I use, I, I carefully use these pronouns to Jeez. circle protect my family. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, not anymore. And she was probably one of the most, that, that, that conversation was so impactful for me because she gave me the okay, even though I, I didn't really know her personally, you mm -hmm. know, she gave me the okay to say, no, you be exactly who you are. And people are either going to accept it or they're not. But she yeah. said, I bet you, I bet you you'll do better. And she was right. So, yeah, lots of coming out. You're right. <laughs> I wish it was a one-time thing. It's perpetual. This is it's just a lifetime thing unless you want to get a sticker that says, 
I'm I'm gay and yes, this is my wife. You know, you're gonna yeah. talk to people pretty regularly. Tattooed on I, my forehead. I bought, <laughs> I bought you a shirt and says wifey. <laughs> you can wear it whatever you go anywhere. But I'm like, well, you she's like the cutest stud you ever met. She's got the hair and she's set up like Tara. So it like works out. Like, we go out and they're like, oh yeah, that probably makes sense. But bro, we should know... get shirts that say bro one, bro two when we go to Vegas. <laughs> like, I like that concept. Two. Bro one, bro, bro one, two. Bro two. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. All right, Tara, tell oh, us man. when you came out. I'm sure it was straight from the womb like myself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I knew from also a very, very young age. In fact, this is kind of funny because um, April and I were actually talking about motorcycles earlier today. So I think one of, my, one of my very first memories, actually, I think I was three or four years old. I was riding my bicycle around in the backyard. And funny enough, I was like imagining a girl in the back seat, like I was driving Aww, a motorcycle. Yeah. You put a I did you put that. a can on your back tie your teeth to make the motorcycle sounds? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was, I just for whatever reason knew from a very early age, and then yeah. of course, like I, I never was into Barbies or anything like that, and then um. Even in, in middle school and eighth grade, I remember, like, re- I recall, like, all my friends were starting to get boyfriends and stuff. And I was just like, why? Like, they would talk about guys all the time. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't give a shit about dudes. Like, yeah, friends, <laughs> like, they're good friends. That's that. And then I go to, I get to high school mm-hmm. and I see, you know, like, lesbian couples and, and gay guys for the first, like, really for the first time. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, God, you know, okay, sidebar. Tucson is such a gay friendly city like I never I don't I didn't I only knew one girl that was bisexual I didn't know any gay people in high school and that one guy not that didn't he didn't go to my school though like in my immediate high school I didn't see a lot of gay people we've yeah. really grown in Tucson yeah yeah I, I will say that Tucson's yeah. definitely become way more like open and, and accepting um I remember, like, one specific, uh, in, like, not, I don't want to say incident, but, like, one particular experience, like, memory that I have with my family. So, like, really quick, I'm not close with my mom's side of the family, especially after I came out. So, I'll get to that in a second. But I remember yeah. one time, it was after, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but the VMAs where uh, Madonna kissed Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. I remember that, yeah. I remember, like, I was with my uh, my step-grandpa at the time, my mom's side of the family, and um, he was like, oh, that was so gross, wasn't it? And I was just like, no. Like, I mean, I, I didn't, it didn't spark any feelings for me at the time, mm-hmm. but um, I was just like, why, do, why are you so against that? Like, yeah. whatever, you know? But, um, yeah, I get into... I get into my freshman year of high school and I was like 14 years old. And uh, I will say like, I, I kind of just went with the crowd. I, I tried to date a couple guys. Um, I had three different boyfriends actually for a very short period of time. Damn, damn. <laughs> but nothing like, okay. So nothing sexually happened with them at all. Like yeah. I just like the only thing I ever did with them was kiss, but I, mm-hmm. I literally felt nothing. I felt absolutely nothing. It's not the same feelings that we have for girls. That's for, right. That's for sure. But but I, I feel like, like I tried to. I was just like, why? I mean, everybody, like all my friends were talking about like how they got butterflies and like mm-hmm. volcano erupts and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't feel Volcano shit. erupts. Like, that's new. What the fuck is that? No I volcano know. for me. Right. No but volcano me- for me either. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, like I have this friend that I spent a lot, like my best friend, my freshman year of high school. Uh, oh, it's you know, always, spent- always starts my best friend. <laughs> right. I know. 
um we I just remember like anytime we weren't together I'd miss her and um like there was one night that she was spending the night and it was with my first boyfriend actually when I was with him and um I remember like he I had him on speakerphone or whatever and uh she's like stole the phone and like they were talking and he like made this comment and he's like you know you guys spend a lot of time together should I be worried and she's like oh maybe you should maybe I'm gonna steal your girlfriend Ooh. yeah and I was like oh why did I just get butterflies when you said that right now? <laughs> like, what, the f- what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, nothing ended up happening between her and I. But I just remember like that moment. I was just like, okay, something's different. Like this, this, I shouldn't. That's kind of weird. And uh, the first experience that I had with a girl, um, this is <laughs> so nerd alert. I was a huge bowler back in my younger years and I was on this bowling league on Sundays <laughs> that's pretty rough right now but I appreciate the honesty keep going hey. keep going um there was this friend that I had and she had come up to me one day we were talking and she was just like hey she's like do you have MSN messenger and yes oh uh, yeah hell yeah hell MSN yeah messenger. <laughs> Girls trying to slide into your profile to see, like, ooh, what kind of lyrics you got in there. Those are the DMs back in the day. <laughs> AOL All was I can think of was MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Oh, no, was there was MySpace, but before MySpace, there was AIM. Remember AIM? AIM was the hot one. Yeah, like I'm missing out. BRB, BRB, TTYL, G to G. I would put like lyrics of songs to try to get like the girls' attention, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> or your parents like, you need to get off the internet because I need to use the phone right now. Oh god, that was the worst. <laughs> I don't even know how to live. I don't even know how to live. Now let me. T- in the middle of it, I am right now. It's getting good. <laughs> Real, that's okay. So this is how this started. So she's like, "Hey, what's your MSN messenger username or whatever the hell?" And so mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, it's this." And I was like, "What's going on?" She said, "Well, I just I want to like." talk to you after you know we go home or whatever I was like oh, okay so we get online and she starts telling me she's like hey so there's something I've been wanting to tell you and I don't really know how to say it so I'm just gonna say it she's like I'm bisexual and I think you're cute and I'm like oh I was like uh oh I was like um well and I had to like sit there for a second I was like I I, th- I think I'm I think I'm gay, but I don't really know. And I was like, you're the first person I've ever said anything to. And I was 14. Yeah. Like, I was 14 years old when yeah. this happened. And she was just like, oh, she's like, well, do you want to find out? You're like, well, actually, let's give it a volcano. Uh, I, this, oh. this is a completely different gay experience than I had. <laughs> I like your experience better. So yeah, she she came over the following weekend and we kissed and that there was like the freaking butterflies, there was a volcano erupting and that's when I freaking knew. I was like, okay, Aww. well I guess I'm gay. Um, and so, you know, I uh, I just didn't know how to really like tell my close friends at the time. I, and here's the thing that was also like rather interesting. So I had a lot of friends that you know by this time they were starting to come out. Um, and I guess it was inter- like, I just naturally gravitated towards these individuals, like some, some way or another. Um, I can relate to that. Definitely. Yeah. Like my, uh, funny enough, my now stepbrother was my best friend at the time. Um, my dad ended up marrying his mom later in life. So, uh, but he was already out to mm-hmm. his family and, but I was hanging out with him all the time. And so my parents started noticing that I was hanging out with a lot of gay people and I, but I wasn't out yet. So mm-hmm. I was, I was assuming that they were kind of catching on to stuff like that. And, um, but so my coming out experience, I wasn't 
I wasn't ready for. Like I, I actually did not have that actual like defining moment where I came forward to say it. So what happened is I was 16. I was dating a 20 year old. Yeah. Um, and I remember the day that it happened. So my dad knew that this girl was gay when I started hanging out with her. And I remember like, he was asking me, he's like, well, how old is she? And I was just like, Oh, I don't know. Like I was playing stupid. I was an asshole as a teenager to my parents. I really was. Um, and I was, I was, I can sign up for that. I was very deceitful, unfortunately, but, um, you know, I, my dad, at one point it was just like, you know, I don't want you hanging out with her. Like she just seems kind of off. And I was just like, yeah, whatever, dad, I don't give a shit. Um, so one night I thought that they were all the way across town. Um, you know, at my brother at a, my brother's recital and turns out they weren't. So I had her come meet me, um, at my work at the time. And, um, it was like seven o'clock at night or whatever. And she's walking me out to my car and she had her arm around me and my dad calls me and I was like, get your hand off of me and he says if your ass is not in the driveway in five minutes you are dead oh and so I looked at her and I was just like uh I'm in trouble I was like I gotta go and so um yeah I go home and my dad and my mom are are home they are (laughs) not at my brother's recital (laughs) and my dad's like why the fuck was that girl's arm around you he's like I told you I did not want you hanging out with her and what's going on. And so I just like, I'm staring at them and I'm like, I'm gay. I'm gay. Mm -hmm. And my dad's defining statement, you're too pretty to be gay. Ooh, that's such a, such a hard hit. Yes. Not only do you have to currently constantly come out over and over again as an adult in this life, but you know what? I that comment I bet you happens so frequently, so frequently. Yeah. Or uh, the comment you're going to, you're going to hurt that girl. I was told that with D. You're mm. going to hurt her. And, and the problem was I didn't date publicly for years, and so mm. I've been dating women for years. Yeah. This wasn't new, but it was new to them. So I was trying to be empathetic, but I will never forgive that. Yeah, and, and that's and my yeah. and my dad knows that. Like we were actually just having a conversation about this a couple months ago because my stepmom, mind you, like her son, which was my best friend at the time, like he had come out and that he had an easy. I don't want to say easy, but they were very humble in their approach to accepting and loving him, and so. Um, yeah so I got um that told to me and my dad and my mom were like get the fuck out get the fuck out of the house oh my god they kicked you out yeah and so I uh and they're like give me your phone get out of the house and so I I gave them my cell phone and I started packing a bag meanwhile they called the girl and they're like yeah they're like you need to stay the fuck away from our daughter we know that you're you're old and you're you are responsible for making her gay and um yeah which you know when i went to walk out of the house with my bag i was like by the way like i've been gay for a few years like this is not her fault and they're like well you're not going to see her again um otherwise we're going to call the cops on her and it was it was it was a lot um so flash forward to now <laughs> <laughs> that was i mean that was the thing so i mean it, it took them quite some time to, you know, be, o- I, be okay with it. I mean, honestly, like my, I will say like my dad's definitely wonderful 
he mm-hmm. he worked through it and I I have my stepmom to honestly thank for a lot of that because I know like at the time when they were just friends you know he went to her for a lot of support and I, I just realized like I just found that out a couple months ago actually um but he struggled with it you know mm-hmm. and, and I can imagine as a parent like you know especially back then like that's not something that you would would want but you know one thing I will say about my dad is I know that he he wants me to be happy at the end of the day and but my mom like that may very well have been kind of the start of the downfall of mine and my mom's relationship I mean I after I came out my mom started telling the family like her side of the family like Mm -hmm. I got outcasted by my mom's really? side of the family, by a lot of them. Yeah, like my relationship with a lot of my mom's family side of the family was very, very strained after that. Um, and still to this to this very day, I really don't talk to any of them, uh, my mom included. And so you don't have one of those families that have like that huge rug in that broom that sweep it under? Because I can walk <laughs> oh, in my mind. That sounds about right. Oh. He's, got a, he's got a Costco sized rug. Oh, and a Disneyland sized broom. And we just sweep the gay a under Disneyland rug. Disneyland sized broom? Yeah. <laughs> my mom's side of the family. I mean, I could sit here and talk for hours about all the craziness and all that kind of stuff that's happened. But um, yeah, I, I will say that, you know, at now though, like it, it took some time, but my dad has been, you know, he's incredible and he's, he's Super incredibly welcoming. supportive. Super he's welcoming. very welcoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's accepted all of my friends and like the big, the two, like all the relationships that I've had really since then. Um, like kind of like how last week we were talking about like the different relationships that I've had. He's been there. He's been so very supportive. I mean, even after, you know, like I mentioned before, like I had to, I hid my marriage Mm-hmm. to my my ex-wife for for many years and you know the night that I had to kind of go and you know my tail tucked in between my legs and and tell him like not only did we break up but hey dad like we were married and he was sad because it's like you know my dad like he's he's intentional about like having relationships with my people like you know with my girlfriends or or my wife like he was very close with her and mm-hmm. he's he was heartbroken honestly when uh you know, when I told him about my so ex. much growth, though, man, like, and to be honest, I can't tell you how many times, you know, in being around you, your dad, that it was just so nice to see how accepting he was, you know, yeah. it was just like, man, I wish I had this, you know, I wish that I could go to dinner with my dad and like my girl, you know, or we can yeah. go on trips together like this, like that was a fun time. And I was just like, one day, I hope to have something like this with my kids, this type of relationship where exactly accepting you know exactly and you know and that's where I think for our generation like we've definitely like we've sparked something I mean I know that obviously for all those that are older than us like they really paved the way for us to be able to have this platform to be able to experience life as we see it now and experience it the way that we do but um I feel like our generation as we are now having kids like we are so even more intentional about making sure like hey whatever it is that you're feeling or you're experiencing you're okay and you're Mm -hmm. going to be loved through all of that so um yeah I mean that's that's my story I'm you know it was very it was very challenging and the very you know 
when I was 16 years old, half my life ago when, when all that happened. But I'm just, I'm incredibly fortunate that I am where I am now, at least with my dad's side, like my mom's side, I can't really speak for them, but um, I'm very grateful for, you know, the opportunities that I've been given in my life. And, you know, I just like with this episode, like I knew that, you know, it was going to be kind of tough, you know, going through like your side because, you know, your relationship is sadly like strained because of, you know, who you are. And it's, and it's hard because, you know, and I don't know if this is the same for you, Chan, but like my mom's side of the family, like they all see it as a choice to be gay. <laughs> and my it, mom still thinks it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Cause it's yeah. like we don't choose the harder path. Like, exactly. Why exactly. And I struggle sometimes with her. I'm like, do you really think that I wake up and I want to make my life harder or that I want to explain my relationship to everybody? Like, because I do like to be with feminine women. You know, like, it's just, it's so, I would never choose this. It's just who I am and I've learned to accept it so that I'm happy, you know? Exactly. So Chan brought up a really good point, um, a question, if you will. So if you could, being where we are now in our lives, if you could go back in time and tell yourself something. One piece of advice. One piece of advice. advice. Yeah. Yeah. One piece of advice. What would it be? The day that you were coming out before you were going to come out to your family what that what would be one piece of advice and I think I would tell myself that you will be happier than you could have met could have ever imagined that you could finally live and be your authentic self and that people will love you for it you will still find love that's the advice I would give to myself the day of before I came out to like my parents like five ten minutes before who knows maybe there was a bird chirping that would give me that feeling I I wish I could do something like that to myself then yeah yeah um one piece of advice if I could go back in time is to so for me, it's hard because I wasn't ready to come out at the time mm-hmm. that I did. But I think what I really would have done is just say, Tara, be honest with yourself. And it's kind of like the same thing. Like you will be happy and you will find fulfillment in being able to fully express who you are. And don't mm-hmm. be afraid, mm-hmm. I think is really what it kind of comes down to is don't be afraid of who you really are because it's not going to inhibit you from anything in your life so embrace it embrace who you are embrace the experience and embrace the journey because it's not going to set you back for anything absolutely absolutely you know it's interesting talking about coming out because it's always going to be something we continuously do you know but I feel like it gets easier ish with time the more comfortable I become in my own skin, the easier it is for me to be like my authentic self, you know, where I don't feel, I wouldn't say weird, you know, but I feel completely comfortable dressing up the way that I do to work every day. You know, I feel completely comfortable with expressing the fact that I'm gay, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I, that was definitely something I wasn't comfortable with before. And when people ask, you know, kind of almost say with pride, yeah, I am gay. Yeah. And, you know, here's something that um, it's interesting that you say that. And I, and I will say this from from my perspective, because, mm-hmm. you know, I 
I do have short hair and I do, you know, dress more, you know, on the masculine side, obviously, like when I go to work, like I wear a suit and one thing that that's always been a struggle and still to this day where I get very, I can get very uncomfortable still is going into public restrooms Mm. just because, and I, and I'll be, I will come out and I like, I'll say this. I have sadly had a handful of experiences where people have screamed at me in the bathroom. Yes, like walking into a women's and not recently. So I will say the last couple of years it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um but man, like some pretty crappy moments that I've had where people have been so cruel because they're like, get out of the bathroom. What are you doing? Oh my God, there's a boy in here. And like I have to pop out my chest mm-hmm. and you know and like kind of like lift my boobs up sadly enough. Like it's humiliating that I have yeah. to do stuff like that. Yeah, but I can imagine um, that was also something that's kind of like it's hard you know like having to deal with stuff like that and again it's, it's gotten better the last couple of years but it's it's like crazy anxiety sadly that I get walking into public restrooms but and dude I'm so sorry that you have to go through that so I mean, excuse me you know like for those that don't know you know I, st- I have long hair you know so that's a little bit easier but I still wear masculine facing clothing but like for you man I, I mean it's just sad that you have to even show them like your female body parts so that they don't like shout at you yeah yeah and uh i mean again it it hasn't been so bad uh recently um but i remember like like there's this one experience that that kind of comes to my head um where this one lady was yelling at me and and this is when um this was a few years ago. I think it's when Target actually came out and said that they publicly would allow like trans or uh, like they weren't that you could anybody could go into yeah, like, yeah. either restroom or whatever. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't at Target, but it was just around that time frame where I had walked into the women's restroom and someone. Um, and I was already sitting in the stall, but somebody had like seen me walk in, maybe like afterwards or or whatever. But they're like, oh. Um, trans people aren't welcome here and I was like well I guess yeah I was like well I guess it's a good thing I'm not trans then right like that's what I had to fucking say which I hate having to say something like that because that's disgusting like the things that people say and do but it's just things like that that I have to live with pretty regularly but again it's it's gotten better um the last few years I haven't really had to worry about you know, stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's the reality that we live in. Sadly, like people just get scrutinized for, you know, who they are and, you know, what they look like. And, you know, my thing is, and that's why like when April was talking earlier about the whole labels thing, like I, I really love the way that she goes about just saying like, I love who I love and that's that. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to sit here and give you an explanation for, for anything. Yeah. So but some good good dialogue today man good dialogue and sharing your stories and i you know whoever is listening if you've come out you know that takes a lot of courage one and two for those that are thinking about coming out you know it's it's a breath of fresh air you know because you get to be your authentic self you don't have to hide and there's some a feeling of just being freed you know yeah yeah. And that's why I invited April in because her coming out experience was much later on in her life. And, mm-hmm. you know, whereas, you know, I was 16, 
you were 22, April was 35, you know, yeah. the last couple of years, <laughs> mm-hmm. and still, you know, has to deal with, you know, the, this, this, the scare of, of all of it, you know, like, are you going to be accepted? Are you going to be loved? Like, it's a very scary feeling. Um, yeah. And it's and something. It's... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, it's something that people just, just don't know. And then having to deal with like the label association afterwards too, especially for somebody <laughs> that like, like, you know, she has kids and, you know, I just, I can imagine what it's like for individuals like that, that, you know, that do struggle with yeah. identity and, and coming to terms with like, just, just because they love somebody different, you know, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, but yeah. Love is love. Like we say, you know, it's just a matter of time that hopefully society gets to that point. And maybe, and that's one of the things, you know, why I say I have to live in a bigger city because I feel like I don't want to go somewhere and feel like I'm going to get judged because it's a small town, you know, that they have small minds. And so it's a level of comfort when you go to a bigger city, you know, that it's more accepting, you know, that's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, I think that just about wraps up everything that we had to talk about today. What do you think, Chan? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm looking forward to our next chat together for it. Uh, hopefully, you know, those that listen in, they take something positive away from our conversation, either they themselves, you know, a piece of advice they would give to a friend. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, or even for parents, maybe that are listening in, like if you have a feeling maybe that your child is, is scared or who, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows, yeah. Um, just if anything at all, if I could, if my, if my friends that are listening that are parents, if you have any type of feeling or any type of way, just, you know, loving, welcoming, embracing environment is one Accepting thing. Accepting your child. Yeah. Just accept exactly. your child for who they are and say that you will love them regardless because that is going to be the most positive thing they will always remember and that will help shape their journey in coming out too. So exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening in to episode three and, and a big also thank you. I appreciate I've, I was saying this before we started recording, but I've had a lot of people that have reached out um, to give us feedback and I appreciate that a lot because it helps us, you know, build more ideas. And so if there's anybody out there that d- wants to do another guest spot with us, we are more than welcome and more than happy to have people sit in with us and chat about life and experiences. Or if there's anything that you want Chan and I to talk about, um, please let us know. But other than that, um, hope everybody enjoys the rest of their day. And thank you for listening in. Thank you for listening in. Have a wonderful weekend. Ciao. Ciao for now.